Hello and welcome to Myth Mondays. Thanks for tuning in. This is the mini-series brought to you by the FBS Gyms Podcast, the time of the week where myself, Darren Rudd, get stuck into some commonly debated areas in the health and fitness industry. This week, what we're looking at is the post-workout anabolic window. Firstly, what the hell is that, Hoover? And secondly, does it exist? So the post-anabolic window, um, I suppose what it is, it was popularized by a lot of bodybuilders back in the 90s and early 2000s that if you did not get a minimum of like 20 grams of protein in after your session you're pretty much just going to lose all your gains and just basically disaster. go to skin about i know yeah absolute disaster so uh in order to i suppose like a bit of context is obviously uh, required here and um, well like with all the myths that we're trying to cover and um, the big thing i suppose it brings me on to my first point is are you getting enough total protein intake throughout the entire day? So at the base of that pyramid is total protein intake, which is vital for stimulating what's called muscle protein synthesis, um, which is that anabolic response um, in the anabolic window. So that is key. That's vital for um, increasing muscle mass and bettering your body composition is making sure that your total protein intake is uh, sufficient enough as well. After you do a bout of resistance training, um, there is um, increased sensitivity for uptaking protein into your uh, bloodstream and then converting that into into muscle. Uh, it tends to peak at around three hours and then it kind of drops off a little bit, but it stays heightened for about maybe 24 to 48 hours. But it depends on uh, if you're more experienced um, versus or if you're a novel um weight trainer at the beginning so if you're new to the gym it tends to go on for a bit longer so 48 hours but if you're more experienced it's only going for about 24 hours so just to bring it back total protein intake is is critical for that and to make sure that you're in what's called a positive nitrogen balance Uh, as well another point that i want to go on to is your pre-training nutrition as well and so i know a lot of people like to train fasted or who have to train really early in the morning so the post-anabolic window would tend to be, I suppose, a little shorter in that regard, in that like you need to try and get something, uh, so a good source of protein and carbohydrates straight afterwards so you can stay in that anabolic um, anabolic window um, versus if you actually manage to get in a good carb source or a good protein source before your training, um, then it doesn't really matter as much. Um, and I suppose it's a bit of a practical standpoint to it as well. And like, if you enjoy training fasted, then train fasted as well. And when you say before training, you're talking, say I train at seven o'clock in the evening. If I've had a a decent meal at two o'clock in the day, like I'm probably still absorbing some of the the protein and the carbohydrates that are in that meal that I've eaten. So it mightn't be as important to eat immediately afterwards. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So... It, it it again it bring it back it's it's all about your total protein intake um and there is a bit of, it there's a good bit of time between that you were saying there's about a five hour difference between there um it wouldn't really matter as much um you probably have digested pretty much all of that um but again it's more likely if you go maybe about eight hours or so um without any nutrients whatsoever such as when you've just come out of like uh, sleep so that would tend to be a bit more important. But like you were saying, um, if you manage to get something in a few hours prior, that'd be, that'd be absolutely perfect. Typically, you want to try to keep it to about three or four hours and um, getting a good mix of protein and carbohydrates um, between each meal. In terms of 
the common things that people would ask with around that would be how long would it take for us to digest if we've had a meal of protein how long would it take for us to digest that uh, a meal of protein so protein tends to take a lot longer to try and digest um, and especially because we don't really eat things in isolation in that we don't just eat solely protein yeah. we eat quite mixed meals as well so it also depends on the fat content and the fiber content um i know for um things like carbohydrates typically you can get through like one gram a minute so typically somewhere between 60 and 90 grams in an hour um which would be good fuel as well beforehand um typically you try and eat uh, a protein source every three to four hours um because as well I actually did a post on this on social media, a little plug for myself, Dara Henry on Instagram. Um, as well, you want to try and break up your protein distribution throughout the day. And um, so you stay in what's called the threshold point for building muscle. So muscle protein synthesis. So it's, it lies somewhere between 20 grams to about 30 to 40 grams. Um, and if you can con- continually stay in that kind of 20 to 30, 40 gram range, um throughout the day you'll stay in more of a kind of recovery phase throughout the entire day and that could look like something like as simple as having like three eggs for your breakfast um a chicken breast here and there um as well as there's actually some very underrated sources of protein in like plant-based stuff as well such as tofu edamame beans chickpeas even pasta and rice um which actually brings me on to the next point is the source um for your post anabolic window so like a lot of people think that you need to have just whey protein. If you're not having whey protein, then the window is going to close so quickly. And again, you're just going to lose all your gains. Um, and I have studies here to reference that basically it doesn't really matter the protein source you get in so long as you have a minimum of that 20 grams, like I said. So that's the minimum threshold to muscle protein synthesis. So it doesn't really matter if it comes from a whey source doesn't really matter if it comes from casein which tends to be a bit more slow releasing or if it comes from a vegan source as well just provided that you get that kind of minimum threshold of 20 grams and it kind of has that ceiling effect again like i said of 30 to 40 grams and um, that's a little bit of a gray area there so we're talking about sort of 20 consuming 20 to 30 grams of protein every sort of four hours is is best practice in this sense to facilitate the post anabolic window being open as long as possible whereas if we go eight to ten hours with no protein whatsoever mm. then the window becomes even more exactly important. so like again context is key here that when you do a training session that anabolic window it stays heightened from where you were before that session for 24 to 48 hours again like i said if you're more experienced or if you're a novice athlete um it peaks at three hours but it it doesn't essentially matter that you have to get your protein in three hours uh, afterwards otherwise you're going to lose all your gains it stays heightened but like i was saying if you are fasted beforehand it probably does matter a little bit more versus if you have a good meal like one to two hours prior to your session because um i've seen people talk about this before that they like quoting your pre-training nutrition is essentially your post-training nutrition as well because sometimes if you eat in that kind of one to two hour window before your training you're still kind of metabolizing a lot of the nutrients and then that'll be into your bloodstream and that'll help with the recovery process afterwards as well so if you are looking to effectively build muscle I would suggest eating uh, a good meal um, of carbohydrates 
um, a good source of uh, protein, keeping your fat down a little bit as well beforehand, and then obviously getting a good source of protein in afterwards. It doesn't necessarily matter then when you get it in, just provided that you do actually get it in afterwards as well. In terms of like for your average person listening, if they are eating protein at most meals and snacks regularly throughout the day, if they've eaten a meal couple hours before or 90 minutes before they train it becomes less important to get it in in that three hour window and they don't have to stress about getting Mm. a meal or getting a shake or getting a recovery shake but if they haven't if they've missed a meal for some reason and then they've trained it becomes more important to get it in within that three hours if they've had done a fasted session or they've done an early morning session or they haven't eaten since the night before then it's more important to get it in in that three hours is that kind of the take-home point for yeah, people? yeah those points are really well summarized roads um the only thing i would add to that just for um i suppose recommendations would be for ladies in order to get enough protein for each meal would be to get one palm size portion of protein so just putting your hand out and then just comparing it to um, a chicken breast and some fish or beef or eggs on your plate and just that should be a sufficient amount for ladies and then for gents just doubling that so making sure that they get two palm size um, protein sources with each meal really hope you took some practical advice from this guys and hope you enjoyed the episode if you have any other questions or queries just give us an email or hit us up on social media and thanks for listening well,